Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. I don't know if you've realized this, but today is the 25th of November. You can do the math. You got a month. <laughs> you got a month, so you better get your Christmas on. If you, if you slow to this, you better get your Christmas on. It's here. Uh, so I'm going to jump into a series of messages. Um, Tis the season. Tis the season. I've done four of these. I'm going to put together four of these. Kind of kind of ride them week to week. Today, uh, I simply entitled the message today, Jesus is the reason for the season. You may have the bumper sticker, you may have the shirt, uh, you may have the um, plywood cutout that's in your front yard or that used to be in your front yard. I highly recommend you look south today if you can't find it, uh, but it's somewhere still. But we, we, we have the saying, and, and it's, it's, I know it rhymes, Jesus is the reason for the season, but I want you to imagine with me. Say you're sitting at home, and about 7, 7.30 in the evening, your doorbell rings. And there's a gentleman or a couple that comes to your door and compliments you on how well you decorated your home. And they say, we love the cardboard cutout or the plywood cutout. Jesus is the reason for the season. And they were to say, do you know why Jesus is the reason for the season? Well, if you live in the Bible Belt, you'd probably simply answer real fast, well, Jesus was born in a manger. That's the reason for the season. Now, I want to tell you something. If that's your answer, that's a beautiful answer. It's correct. But can I tell you that even lost people know that answer? But is there more to it than that? Before you answer that, I want to tell you, yes, there's a lot more to it than that. And what I want to do is I want to walk you through today why Jesus is the reason for the season. Maybe how Jesus is the reason for the season. If you have your Bible, there's a lot of scripture. We're going to pop them up on the screen for you. Um, So Jesus is the reason for the season. I want you to listen to Matthew chapter 1, verse 22. I'm reading this out of the New King James Version. So all of this, all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying. Now, I don't know how fast you read through Matthew 1. But you need to sit here for a little bit. So all of this. Don't read that too fast. So all of this was done. Done. 
okay, fulfilled so that what the Lord spoke through the prophets might be fulfilled. You got to get that. You got to get that. You skip one verse down, and he puts it all on the table. Matthew 1, 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which was translated God with us. Why is this all happen? Why is it all fulfilled? So that they, we, us, everyone shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. You see, this prophecy from Isaiah, the, the prophecy that Matthew highlights was spoken in Isaiah 700 years earlier. I want you to listen to what Isaiah 7, 14 says. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. The prophet spoke of this 700 years earlier. Can I just tell you something? Never give up on the spoken word of God. Don't let your time run out. We live in a fast food, fast world. And a word is spoken from the Lord and we're like, okay, I got to drive up to the next wind and get it. Well, sometimes you don't just drive up to the next wind and get it. Because maybe the journey which you're supposed to receive the word and walk with the Lord and then that word's fulfilled that time is even made sweeter by the word you've been given. We live in a day of time that sometimes the prophetic word is, gets, a little, gets a little slap in the face sometimes. But can I tell you this? Ever how you sit and feel about a prophetic word or a word from God or anything like that, can I tell you that we're all products of the prophetic word? It was spoken before we were ever hatched. It was spoken before Jesus was ever brought into the world as Emmanuel. And this is how it would happen. Matthew 2, 6, more of these prophetic words. But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are not least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. You look at Old Testament, Micah 5, 2. There's the prophetic word of that. But you, Bethlehem, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old for everlasting. Micah, through the Lord, prophesies this word, and then Matthew paints the picture for us. It's beautiful. Matthew 2:15 And was there until death of till the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying out of Egypt I've called my son 
earlier in the Old Testament, Hosanna, Hosea 11.1. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. Can I just tell you something, how difficult that was at that point? See, the prophetic word had been spoken. The Magi leave and go to find the king. There's still nothing has moved out of Egypt. They go see the baby in the dream Joseph has after that. The angel of the Lord tells Joseph, do not go back that route. Because Herod's going to kill the baby. Go to Egypt. Why? So God's word and the prophetic word of God can be fulfilled. That's why they went. You say, oh, I could have picked a different place to go. No, he had to pick that spot. He had to go that way. Why? Because earlier the prophet said, out of Egypt will come my son. That's a beautiful thing. So Jesus is the reason for the season. I want you to understand something. If they knock on your door and they say, I love your decorations and I love the, 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 the cutout of Jesus is the reason for the season. Why? I'll tell you why. Not only was he born in a manger, he was prophesied about over 700 years earlier. And my God fulfilled all the spoken word of the prophet on that night when the Savior was born to the world. You see, there's no zero, no prophetic foretelling detailing the birth of other religious leaders. None. None. None anywhere. No prophecies alerted the world about the coming of Muhammad for Islam. Joseph Smith of Mormonism. David Koresh, Branch Davidians. Charles Taz Russell of Jehovah Witnesses. Or Guduma for Buddhism. They didn't announce their birth. Nobody cared that they were born. Their birth didn't mean squat. There was no prophetic word announcing all that stuff. That's just man-made religion. Buddy, when they prophesied in the Old Testament that a king would be born, that wasn't just some baby being born, man. That was the king of the world. That word about the Lord brought fulfillment to Old Testament prophecy. And when, you, when God spoke his word, he spoke not just New Testament, my friends, but he spoke Old Testament. And when the New Testament, and when Matthew lays that out for us, that is a fulfillment of God's word. That gives Jesus is the reason for the season a whole new meaning. Power packs that. Yet the Old Testament, it didn't just pinpoint it, but it pinpointed numerous, and I just read a couple, details about the life of God, and not only the life of God, but the Savior of the world. You see, Jesus is the reason for the season. Absolutely. He's the reason for the season, not only because a baby was born in a manger. He's the reason for the season because his birth, his birth gave fulfillment of all the Old Testament prophecies way before that. That gives the birth of Jesus even more power and gives the Old Testament an incredible power of the prophecy of Jesus and what that means. The main thing, the main thing, is to keep the main thing, the main thing. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you that's hard today? Everything's under attack, my friend. 
everything. Now they're picking on Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Come on. Please, can anybody just leave anything alone? Now they want to pick on Charlie Brown. Don't pick on Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown's a cool dude, man. Don't pick on Charlie Brown. Leave him alone. That dude's sitting on the other side of the table for a reason. Look it up. Read about it. Everything's under attack. They're attacking Christmas. They're going to attack songs. They're going to attack the trees. They're going to attack Jesus and his reason for the season. That may be somebody drive by your neighborhood and not like that little cutout and steal it from you. They can't steal it from you. They can't steal it from you. The prophetic word of the Old Testament, the prophets brought it, and God fulfilled it all. He fulfilled it all. So how do I keep the main thing, the main thing? Because Jesus truly is the reason for the season. I want you to go to your Bible in Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs is called the book of wisdom. The book of wisdom. I want you to see Proverbs 4. I'm going to begin in verse 20. I'm going to read out of the NIV on this one. Proverbs 4, 20. It says, my son... Pay attention to what I say. Boy, you got to get that right there. If you've been a parent, <laughs> you probably uttered these words. My son, my daughter, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find it and health to man's whole body. I want you to look at 23, above all else, mm, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. How do you keep the main thing, the main thing? You better guard your heart. You better guard your heart. You see, we talk about the heart in salvation when Jesus says that he will come to the door of your heart and knock. And anyone who opens the door, he will come in and sup with him. Can I just tell you something? This Christmas season, the world will knock on your heart. But just like in salvation, there's a doorknob to your heart, but not on the outside, my friend, only on the inside. And you can let the world Christmas in if you want to. Or you can keep the main thing the main thing. Hey, hang your lights Put your tree up. Get your presents. Don't forget anyone. Celebrate it. Live it up. Have a blast. If you got kids, make much of it. It's a blast. But in doing all of that, guard your heart. For it is the wellspring of life. If you're not careful, you can get sucked into it. And your heart can be drawn to all the commercialism of Christmas. Commercialism of Christmas is everywhere. It's all over the place. You're going to see it everywhere. You already do. Live in all of it. Enjoy all of it, like I said. But be careful that you don't lose your heart in all the commercialism of Christmas. You have to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus is the reason for the season. The prophetic word announcing the birth of the Savior is still the main thing on the menu today. Don't lose your appetite for the truth of Christmas. You have the commercialism of Christmas that tries to steal your heart. You have the busyness of the season. Listen to me. 
you ought to go ahead and know it's going to be busy. The next month is going to be crazy. You don't need me to announce that in your life. It's going to be very, very busy. But can I ask you to do something? In the midst of all the business, okay, you, I, we, we've got to carve out time. Mm. You're going to have to carve out time in your life where you sit and reflect on the real reason for the season, and his name is Jesus. If you think that it's just going to happen, it's not just going to happen, my friends. You're going to be busy. If you're not careful, you're going to lose it in the middle of all the Christmas stuff. Can I just help you with something? Christmas can make you crazy. Christmas can make you crazy. All right? Don't be crazy. All right? Carve out time and sit with the Father and let all of heaven declare his glory. Let it declare his glory. If you have your Bible... Uh, flip over to Isaiah 9, 6. I want to cover four little things real quick. When you sit down and you carve out time for the true meaning of the season, I want you to land on Isaiah 9, 6. There's four words I want you to really, really let it impact you. Number one, he says that he is a wonderful counselor. Can I just say something to you? You have never in your whole entire life ever been to a counselor like Jesus. He will take the craziness, the confusion, the busyness, the hecticness, the speed, the, the just the overwhelming largeness of Christmas. And if you will sit with him, carve out time, he will be through his Holy Spirit, a wonderful counselor. I meet people all the time, and I say this to them. Above all the stuff that you've just told me, above all the stuff that we, you and I have talked about, can I ask you to do something? I want you to sit and ask the question, what is the Father saying to you? Can I say something to you, church? In the next month of craziness, of busyness, of all the stuff you've got to do, will you carve out time and in the midst of all the stuff, will you listen to the Father and listen to what the Father is saying to you because he is the wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor. For some of us in the room today, we need him to be this, the mighty God. <laughs> if I could bow up and show you my guns, I would. They don't exist. But I'm telling you, God's got guns. He's big. He's macho. He's a mighty God. And for some of you, you need breakthrough in your life. You need God this Christmas season to be the mighty God. You need him in your family. You got through Thanksgiving and you're absolutely dreading family because you know what's coming that other side of the family. Or I got to go that side of the family. You don't want to do it. You're praying Jesus comes back. All right? We're all praying Jesus comes back. If he comes back before Christmas, great. That's beautiful. But here's the deal. Most likely, you're going to be there and you're going to see him. 
For some of you, it's your mom, your dad. For some of you, it's your brother, your sister. For some of you, it's crazy cousins. I don't know what it is, but you're going to be in the room with them. Can I say something to you? When you walk in as a child of the risen king, you walk in as a light of the world. You walk in and you need the mighty God to do a mighty work. I pray in the name of Jesus that you have set with the Father when you walk into that family setting, if God says to you, say this, do this, say this, do this, that you'd say it. I don't know what needs to happen, but God needs to demonstrate to you that he's a mighty God. For some of you, it may be in the area of healing. For some of you, it may be in the area of a job. For some of you, it may be in the area of a new job, a new direction. But God's a mighty God. And mighty, God can do a mighty work. Know that your God is a mighty God, a mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. I pray that he is. If today you're sitting here and you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, he is your everlasting Father. Your earthly Father will pass away, but your heavenly Father will not. I pray you know him as your, heavenly, your everlasting Father. And last is this, and you know this well, he is the Prince of Peace. Mm. Man, this world right now, it can't get out of its own way sometimes. It, it, it talks out both sides of its mouth. It's crazy. It makes no sense sometimes. I, Jake, if you've ever prayed with Jake, <laughs> Jake just doesn't do a great job of worshiping while he plays, but he makes a statement all the time when he prays. God, this world's not falling apart. It's falling into place. You see, my friends, this world... And it's craziness. You need to sit with the Father. You need to sit with him. You need to let him put in you peace. So you're not going to get peace from this world. You're not going to get peace from anyone else. Peace comes from Jesus. If you'll sit with him, the wonderful counselor, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, he will be the prince of peace to you. He will be the prince of peace to you. So Jesus is the reason for the season. Yes, he is. No doubt about it. John 1.14 declares that to us beautifully. John 1.14 says this. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. My friends, mm, you got to get this. He is undisputed world champion, prince of peace, everlasting father, mighty God, wonderful counselor. He is the word in flesh. He is the prophetic word of all times fulfilled on that divine night when he was born. The word is alive and living. It's the flesh. It's Jesus living among us. Jesus is the reason for the season. Here's what I want you to announce the church. Jesus, the word, the flesh, that dwells among us. You know what he's doing? He's calling you. Come, sit with me. Come, sit with me. Come, 
and sit with me. Magi get a lot of attention. We'll study them later. They walked a long way. But my friends, when they walked to him, when they got to him, they came with purpose for one thing, and that was to sit in his presence. Can I tell you something? This word right here was fulfilled. It's living and active and breathing and sharper than anything. It can change the destiny of man. It can change circumstances and situations in your life. It is alive. It is flesh. And it dwells among us. His name is Jesus. He fulfilled it. He's waiting on you. This Christmas, do not miss the reason for the season. It's more than a t-shirt. It's more than a bumper sticker. It's more if you honk and you love Jesus. It's more than a wooden cutout that's in your front yard. It, I mean, it is all of that. But can I tell you something? Jesus is the reason for the season. Why? Because he's the only thing whose birth was announced over 700 years earlier and was fulfilled on a divine night. Jesus is like none other. No name given under heaven that man might be saved. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and tongue confess that he is Lord. Jesus is the reason for the season. I'm going to ask you to stand, church. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. If you're on the uh, altar team this morning, I want you to come this time. Let that blood flow down to your legs. I want to ask you something. There's very few people here today, especially coming in this weather with a hurricane that didn't have a name. There are very few people in here that doesn't know that Jesus is the reason for the season. You wouldn't dispute that. But I'm going to say it to you like this. How many of you have set apart Christ as the reason for the season? Undisputed. You know it. You know why. And in your life, he truly is the reason for the season. Today, question on the table. What did the Holy Spirit say today? What did the Holy Spirit say to you? Maybe you're here today and you don't know him as the everlasting father. You know he was born in a manger. You know he's the reason for the season. But really, he's never been your savior and Lord. Today, if you want to make him that, you come. Anybody up here can help you do that. If you're looking for a church home, I invite you. Not because I'm the pastor, but because this is just a cool church. You ought to be a part of a cool church. The word cool and church ought to go together. You ought to be a part of a cool church. This is a cool church. It's a good church. All right? I invite you to come. Maybe this morning you just need to come for prayer, surgery, something going on in your family. Maybe you need to come to the altar. Maybe you need to come right here, bow down like Magi did and say, oh yeah, he's a reason. He's a reason for the season. His name is Jesus. And you just want to set apart that before it ever, ever starts. So this morning, I want to pray for us. And then I want you to respond to nothing but the Holy Spirit. And just be obedient to that. Jesus, this morning, you've gathered us. Windy, cold. It's not pretty outside. It's beautiful inside. Father, your presence has been here. You've met with us. Your Holy Spirit has spoken. Father, you truly are the reason for the season. 
You fulfilled prophecy in the Old Testament through the birth of Jesus. Mm. God, may you birth that same Jesus in the church. May we live with confidence knowing that he truly is the reason for the season. And God, whatever you need to do in our lives today, we are obedient to your spirit today. So lead us now during this invitation time for your glory in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 